She's my friend, Lara Trump. Lara, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Can we say that again? I'm going to record it. I'm going to text it to Eric Trump so he can hear that. That was such a nice intro. Said so thank you very much. Well, it's all true. You know I don't lie. I'm very <laughs> genuine. But something tells me that Eric told you all those things just last night, Valentine's Day. It was a very special evening. Yes, I hope everyone had a happy Valentine's Day. I'm a lucky lady. And I had a husband who gave me a beautiful bouquet of roses. And for my daughter, got flowers for her daughter, too. Aww. It was so nice. Yeah, how old's your little girl now? She's four years old. So she's. So we're starting her early. I, I, Eric's ruining her for whoever her future husband I was gonna is. Say, I'm sorry already. I was going to say, cause, uh, I was fighting with my daughter Ava a couple of days ago. And I think at one point during the fight, she's 19, I think I called her spoiled. And then I, and then I yelled at myself. I said, well, I did this to you, so. <laughs> you only ready. have one person to blame. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I also, after I said all those beautiful, nice things about you, which, again, is all true, I said uh, the next RNC co-chair, Michael Watley and Larry Trump, is that going to happen? Well, we'll see what the committee members decide. Obviously, we have a pretty strong endorsement from who I would argue is the most important person in the Republican Party, Donald J. Trump, I believe our next president of the United States. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because you can't win elections. You cannot win, uh, you know, as a Republican without the help of the RNC. And what I think people have seen in the past is that the campaign and the RNC are kind of two separate entities who work towards the same goal. And what Donald Trump wants to do is he wants to combine those teams. He wants to say enough of two separate things. We're all in, all together, going hard for November 5th. Because, I mean, Sid, we can all look around and say that this is a must-win election. We will not have a country on the other end of this if Joe Biden and the Democrats get their way. So I think he picked the team he wants. We'll see what the committee members decide and how they vote. What does that mean, uh, and I want to move off this and get to your father-in-law, but if, in fact, the committee votes uh, yes and uh, Watley becomes the chair, you become the co-chair, I don't know the answer to this. What, what, is that, what does that mean for you on a daily basis? What does that job entail, basically? Well, listen, I think that at this point what it will require, and, and I think my goals if I you know, am elected to this position will be to reestablish the, the American people's faith in this organization because – Look, the truth is right now I think people are hesitant to donate to the RNC. I don't know that they fully feel like that the RNC is supportive of Donald Trump. Uh, they certainly have been in the past, but I think people need to really understand that every penny that you donate to this organization will go to Donald Trump, will go to, you know, expanding our lead in the House and hopefully taking over the United States Senate come November 5th of this year. And so my goals over the next nine and a half months or so will be to do just that, to make sure that we are taking every single penny and putting it where it needs to go. Um, so that's what day-to-day my goals will be, and, and there are a lot of different ways you can do that. But listen, we like I said, we can't win without the RNC. We need to be a cohesive unit here, a team marching forward, because we have a country to save Sid, and we have no time to waste. And I just had Bill O'Reilly on moments ago. And we had this uh, special election here in New York, and uh, I endorsed Mozzie Pillip because she's a Republican. I like a nice lady. I never thought she was going to win, and she didn't, you know. And I know that uh, she kind of pissed off your father-in-law a little bit, and, and she was wrong. I mean, the truth is, if you want to win any Republican race, it's in your best interest to endorse Donald Trump enthusiastically. She didn't do that. And uh, so your father-in-law had some choice words, you know. But the discussion I just had with Bill O'Reilly was, look, 
George Santos, Lara, they kicked him out, okay? And uh, they should have, uh, according to what the ethics committee said. Even though I like George, they should have. Yet, on the Democrat side, you've got Bob Menendez, who did a heck of a lot worse than George Santos. And even though a couple of Democrats have come out and said bad things about him, like Cory Booker, he's still there. They're not kicking him out. So the point is, the Democrats have some really unsavory people, but they stick together. The Republicans, they kill each other. That's got to stop, yes? Oh, it's got to stop, and I would argue that it has to stop first and foremost with Nikki Haley. This is an individual who has no path to victory on the Republican nomination. She will not become the Republican nominee, and yet there she is taking donor money, going out there trashing the Republican nominee. It is time right now to all galvanize our support behind Donald Trump. Put that money and that energy behind Donald Trump. We've got to take this election seriously, and we do need to be a cohesive unit. You are exactly right, Sid. For as crazy as they are on the left, there is one thing that they do very well. They all go in together, and they they pull their crazy together. We need to start taking some notes on the Republican side and doing the exact same thing. I would like to see Nikki Haley drop out of the race, stop wasting time, stop wasting money and energy, endorse Donald Trump, and let's all go together towards November 5th. Let's fight this fight hand in hand and step by step. We need to win this election. So you're right. We need to come together. We all need to be supportive of one another. That is one page I will take from the Democrats. Just about everything else is a hard no. <laughs> yeah, hard no. Uh, and you're right about Nikki. I mean, I can't stand her at this point. I I, uh, I feel about as strongly as Nikki as I do about Biden. That's how much I dislike her. And I didn't like her when she stabbed your father-in-law in the back in the first place and walked out on him. But this campaign has really been disgraceful. She's basically been the female version of Chris Christie. Go out there every day and bash your father-in-law, who was very kind to give her a job, and she loved him. And then uh, now she's turned into this. And, look, DeSantis called it quits after Iowa. So did Vivek. I'm not even going to talk about Christy. That was a waste of time. But she's sticking around, like you said. And she's embarrassing herself and making it more difficult on the party. South Carolina is still a week away. She's down 36 points in the polls. Do you know, Lara, she's down as much as 70 points in at least two states on Super Tuesday. So there's still a chance she may bow out. I don't know if she will, but how much more embarrassing does it have to get? Well, that's a great question. She has come in, Sid, last in every single election. (laughs) You start out in Iowa, last place. New Hampshire, last place. She lost to none of these candidates in Nevada. Wasn't even in the caucus where you actually get the delegates, right? And now, as you said, we are just over a week away from the primary in South Carolina. This is her home state. She is facing a huge embarrassment by losing in her home state. Heck, even Kamala Harris, for as as off the charts crazy, and and there's so many negative things I want to say about this woman, she did drop out before her home state of California, if you recall, when she was running for president. So she could at least save herself that embarrassment. I only can assume that the calculus at this point for Nikki Haley is that she is banking on the least Democratic thing possible happening And one of these crazy indictments, one of these outrageous, un-American, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, unconstitutional indictments of Donald Trump hits, and it prevents him from running for president. Oop, in swoops Nikki Haley. Any person who is not calling this out for exactly what it is and pushing back hard on the Department of Justice, 
being weaponized against a political opponent has absolutely no space running for president of the United States. It's time for Nikki Haley to drop out of this race. Agreed. Oh, damn, your father-in-law, I thought he was going to sit in the car and listen to his daughter-in-law and his buddy here, but he just walked into court in New York to actually talk to him right now, <laughs> looking sharp with his uh, red tie and his blue suit, and um, he is speaking to the press. Literally just walked into the court moments ago, and as I mentioned when you were coming on, Lara, it's a big day in that New York and Georgia, both hearings going on today, and, and again, you know, you talked about it, nothing is stopping Donald Trump from running, nothing is stopping Donald Trump from eviscerating, not even winning, eviscer- just just murdering the rest of this Republican field. And I feel the same way about Biden come November. So he's got a busy day in court today, two different cases in two different states, but it doesn't seem like it's derailing him. But is that where his mind is most of today? Well, I mean, look, he's this is a guy who obviously can can do a lot. He does more than than any human being, quite frankly, on the planet. And it really is why I feel like he was made for such a time as this. I really don't know any other person who could deal with all of this craziness and still keep his eye on the prize. I mean, you know, he, he's fighting, as you said, court cases completely unjustly, just complete, I mean, weaponization of, of our judicial system against him for political reasons. It's absolutely insane. His mind, I'm sure, is on that today, but he simultaneously is looking at this country and looking at the world right now. And he understands, I think, what is at stake. Anybody else, Sid, would have bowed out of this thing and been like, it's too much. I can't do all of this. They're trying to take down not only me as as a candidate. They're trying to take down a business that I spent my entire life building. They're trying to take down my family alongside of me. 